Mana 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 this is social disgusting welcome to social disgusting a podcast where my guests and i discuss our lives amidst the wanton hellscape in which we find ourselves i am brandon aka brandon hope you're well my guest is an actor an improviser and a great artist who is a member of the brilliant improv group improv improv group wild horses (laughs) please welcome aaron whitehead welcome hi thank you hello hello for being on i really appreciate (laughs) it thanks for having me it's so weird to go from talking before this to like the formalized. That's why I'm laughing. That is why I'm laughing. Yeah, no, it is, it is weird, isn't it? <laughs> to be like, yeah, humans. And then I'm just like reading from a little script that I have. Well, I love the script. Honestly, I was like, ooh, a very professional intro, uh, <laughs> which we don't. We don't do that on Wild Horses. We, In fact, I have I refuse to introduce guests anymore after having fucked up one guest's name. So, yeah, we, we really wing it. This was This was very impressive. Thank you. It's the only formal thing that is about this show, really, outside of the the one easy, well, easy to ask question. It's funny you say that about names, because I am, you know, now that I think about it, I am like deeply self-aware when it comes to pronouncing people's names correctly. I have a last name that's spelled R-I-E-D-I-E, and it's pronounced Reedy, but there is no world in which that would be the pronunciation based on that ridiculous, illogical spelling. So it doesn't bother me when people mispronounce it. But I'm also then deeply aware if I do it other people. And I say that and I'll, I've mispronounced at least one person's name, name and I was mortified when I did that. Yeah, it is. It is mortifying, honestly, because it. I think even though this doesn't, this is never where I'm coming from. My fear is that it seems like I just brushed it off. Like, yeah. oh, whatever. Here's my interpretation of your name. I didn't bother to learn it. And even though that would never be the case, it's usually more that my nerves get to me. Like, I could try to introduce, honestly, like, my mom or my sister. And in the moment, I'd be like, fuck, what's their name? Like, it for me, it's <laughs> yeah. really just the, like, introductions make me forget the very thing I need, which is also why I'm terrible at trivia. I'm like, I do actually know a lot. Well, okay, what a lie. I do actually know a small amount of things. But if you ask me those things and the goal is to say the answer, my brain is like, I'm sorry, that file is unavailable. Yeah, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean there. Like that it's I'm fearful of doing a thing which then causes the thing to happen. Is that self-fulfilling prophecy yeah. that I get in my head like that. But but I know, but I also know what you mean too about it makes me feel like to mispronounce my name or whatever the case may be, like this deeply impersonal thing that is just a human error and it happens it's like when somebody says if you go to the movie theater or whatever we did that enjoy the movie and you say you too it's a well-intentioned thing that is still benign but i'm still mortified right and it still has that thing of like oh well, i clearly wasn't listening because yeah, yes yeah it's like polite <laughs> it's polite yet it's also <laughs> it's also rude because you're like well we yeah. i am so not present for this conversation i just assumed that you were going to say something that i would say this to yeah i very clearly yeah. had you two in the chamber and yeah. i was just like it regardless of what you said like clearly i was going to say it but then it's also though too i i think well this is their possibly their introduction this is like their summation of me this singular interaction and then i'm like no i'm really not that that person i'm more than simply a u2 replier meanwhile it's like that's like they've just said that to the 300 people walking into the theater <laughs> like 150 of which probably just did the same thing and like they exactly. are not gonna think about you after <laughs> yeah. you know and i'm like taking that to therapy with me and they don't even remember it as soon as it happens Ugh, what would therapists do without awkward interactions i mean this is how they make their money Movie theaters, you know, they may be struggling, but they're contributing so much to the shrink psychologist factor. Shrink. As, as, <laughs> I know, as I said that, I'm like, oh, man, that's not great. 
It's a really, uh, really a Woody Allen uh, callback. <laughs> oh boy! Oh no! So I will now think of you as similar to Woody Allen. Is is what I'm God, saying? God, I should. I really need my. I, I need you to say enjoy your movie, so I can say you too, and that's what I'll focus on, as opposed to my my as I as I like stare at a dusty clarinet in the corner of my house. That uh, God, you Woody Allen, fuck that guy forever. Just now I'm just yeah just just so you know like my position on him is not good really not good I mean listen not me look separate the artist from the molesting you know why <laughs> oh, do we God. have to focus on that God God poor can man you, can you imagine somebody who's just like I like Manhattan this inherently deeply fucking creepy movie and that's how you have to do mental gymnastics to justify liking a thing and not being able to just like watch literally any other movie well, I mean, yeah, because I feel like that's so many, it's so many people. Like, I think it so is. many people are so upset at the sort of, it's almost like I think they think there's like a new rule. It's like, I mean, it's similar to me to the anti-maskers. It's like, oh, just because this guy raped someone now, I'm not allowed to watch his movies. Oh, so you're going to stop. And it's like, actually, no one's stopping you. We're just judging you for still wanting to. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's also though, like, uh. They're the types, too, that they're completely devoid of the things that they then bring up to you to hold against you. It's like, oh, we don't allow for nuance now. Perfect. As they're putting everybody nuance. in boxes. Yeah, as right. they're putting everybody in boxes and doing the very thing that they only then weaponize against others. I love the word nuance, too, because I feel like it's such a positive word to be like, I just love the nuance of an artist who can both rape and make a movie about a neurotic oh, man pursuing a 16-year-old girl. You know, I just find the nuance to be so impressive it's like walt whitman said like i contain multitudes so i can both like <laughs> small time crooks and think that woody allen's bad that's just the nuance <laughs> of my that's the duality of my existence i feel like if you or i ever run for office someone is going to lift these little sarcastic phrases we're saying out of context and we're going to be really fucked <laughs> and i'm like parody 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 just yeah say it say it between every word you know i wish i could in I don't know why I was about to say that. I almost said I wish I could run for office. I don't know what I'm even talking about. But I, I don't think I could run for office because I think I have too much empathy. And I feel like, and, and that's a deeply unfair, like, blanket <laughs> statement. Like, that is also the funniest, like, my biggest weakness. I don't know. I guess I care too much. <laughs> <laughs> I just love too hard, you know? That's just, ah, it's, that's my plight. I guess just, I just feel like I'm too good of a person, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, that's where I am. Yeah. You know, I just, um, I'm just this sunflower and I just require too much sun and it's a burden, you know, it's like you think you want this, but too much of something, it's just too hard. That's just my life. <laughs> I can't believe, by the way, like that you do, I was just listening to your Nick Weiger episode and he had like done the math on the number of episodes you've done and. And you were saying you do several of these a week. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, I mean, but you, this was my question as I was listening, because you seem to like, I've listened to a bunch now, and you really seem to like enjoy yourself. Like, is talking to people you've never met something that you enjoyed, like before this as well? Or oh, that's like... an interesting question. Yes. Yeah. They, I mean, absolutely. Interesting. I, 
Why do you think that's? I'm curious now. I don't know that everyone would say that. Like I, because you kind of have to make a first impression every single time, which I think that's interesting. Yeah, it's sort of like maybe why people don't make new friends as they get older, because it is harder. I feel like to like be like, oh God, we got to establish a connection all over, you know? And oh, so for I, sure. I mean, absolutely. And I actually do enjoy it. Like I think it's why. I often am more comfortable with our wild horses guests on stage than off because it's like this permission to really get to know somebody who otherwise you'd be like, oh, I don't want to approach them or like, it's not I know what you mean. to yeah. ask them a personal question. But yeah, I just find it three times a week is a lot of, of social energy, but you like it. It is a lot of social energy for sure. But I do enjoy it because um, I've never thought about it. I like it because I'm, now I'm getting self-conscious, but I feel like, uh, this is wishy-washy, but everybody has like their own story. And I think it's interesting just to talk to people. I just like, I feel like you can't beat connecting with people. Ooh, this is your sound bite right here if you ever sell this to NPR. Oh man, okay, can't keep wait. Going. I, keep going. You know, unlike the Doughboys, I can be bought. So please, NPR, <laughs> gimme, gimme. I'm all about it. But yeah, no, like, I do think it's, I like connecting with people. And granted, it's really difficult sometimes to connect with absolute strangers. But I do like kind of the challenge of that, I suppose. I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting thing, but I, I don't know. I just like talking to people. Every, I like hearing different perspectives. And I'm no, I, I gotta think, I'm a thinker too. So now I got to think about this and I'll have an answer in probably three weeks. Is this your first podcast or did you do a podcast before the pause in the world? First podcast of this style. I had a podcast with my friend Denard, who was the first guest on the show, where we just talked about movies and it was just kind of an excuse for us to just, hang out honestly so in this regard it's the most like formalized whatever you know i guess traditional podcast if that makes any sense so yeah you know it was just uh it's been a wild ride to say the least and and you were saying to nick too sorry Mm -hmm. i know i'm like i feel like i'm interviewing you with follow-up questions but you were saying like that when it started it was sort of all about like okay how are how is everybody doing during this wild unprecedented as they say time (laughs) and that you would kind of had to like recalibrate it and i don't know if you guys ever got like how did do you feel like the podcast is different now like do you talk about different things it's different in that it's different because before it was I, i i was very much focused on strictly like covid and our life as a result of covid because it was so i mean i say that i almost said new but it is still new but it was a new thing and we were just like what is this and we we're going through all these like stages of grief and like very numb to it and yeah. i feel like there's a it's become relative normalized it's worked into our routines which is bothersome on many levels but uh and also though i think that it's wild but it's I, i've gotten a, a chance to talk to people that like yourself like i never would have anticipated expected so then i'm also just like i do want to i want to be able to use that time in a valuable way or, and feel like maybe maybe there's something I've always wanted to ask them or whatever the case may be. I feel like it's become more professional, but yeah, I don't even know what that means. That's a fun, but that's a cool evolution, I think, to find because I think everyone, when this started, well, I mean, I'm, I'm a pessimist, so I predicted it would be five years of quarantine, so I'm not, <laughs> I'm not So far, shy. you're nailing it. <laughs> I'm nailing it. <laughs> uh, but I do feel like there was the hope and I think we all sort of thought had it of like maybe this will be a few months and so there was a weird like okay it's okay to embrace this feeling that I literally can't think about anything else and like how am I how am I I'm in a pandemic (laughs) it's like there was like no other answer and so it is interesting to sort of get to a point 
where it's slowly becoming real life and like the and like even what a vaccine looks like isn't like and we all got it and the next day the world was you know back to what we were used to and yeah absolutely yeah, so yeah that's interesting well i also though the fear is you know everybody I feel like humans innately just want the easy answers because it's easy you know it's like you take this pill and then you fix everything and and i understand it to a certain degree doing that with this vaccine and grappling onto that of like that's it. We're done. Go back. We're all ready to go. But it's going to take time. There's no easy answer for anything, and certainly not. You know, we talk about like long-term effects of COVID. We don't even know what that constitutes because this hasn't been long at all. Yeah. Well, and it's yeah, it's terrifying on so many levels. I mean, to to get COVID and then be one of those people, which is, I mean, which is in the tens of thousands now, who are experiencing what sounds like autoimmune disease, really, like yes. where their body is just now the switch has been turned on and they are exhausted and having other health issues crop up because i mean as someone who already has autoimmune disease i'm like that is the most fucking terrifying thing to be to be stuck with a lifetime chronic condition that changes like how you feel on a daily basis but oh, then even just yeah. the long-term effects of our society well of the whole world really and what that's going to look like because it's so not just about like oh the <laughs> this pandemic hit and we didn't have a vaccine. It's like this pandemic hit and like people felt they had to be secretive about it. And so people kept traveling. And then there was this like weird bravado of like, we'll be fine. And so then people kept traveling. I mean, the number of weird attitudes around the world, but especially here that caused it to spread. It's like, that's not, you can't vaccinate that. That's something we need to look at, <laughs> you know? Man, a lot of people, and, and this is like cavalier phrasing, but a lot of people have shown their asses. It is really these Showing extreme circumstances. Right hey, who my are you telling? Yeah. Hey, I'm staring at my dusty, dusty clarinet <laughs> with my ass out right now. <laughs> but you know, it's like that. That these extreme circumstances really show people for who they are. And I don't like a lot of what I'm seeing. It's like one thing to think something's another thing to actually experience it or to see it happen. And it's just like, fuck, this is. There are some right. awful, awful quote unquote people out there. Well, it's really been, I feel like any of these things, it just ends up being a reveal. Like, I think people see it as like, oh, the pandemic caused this behavior. And it's like, no, the pandemic revealed this behavior in the same Absolutely. way that Trump being elected revealed attitudes and behavior and, and hate that was already here. It's not like, like whenever, when Biden won, and I feel like there was this like, oh, thank God we can relax, go back to not caring about politics. And it's like, no, 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 that's why Trump was elected. Trump didn't yeah. cause this. Like, it's just, yeah, it's frustrating. I think it is the, it is what you were saying. It's the like, hoping that you can take a pill and solve everything and like, and you can't. Yeah. No. Well, yeah, it's like when I think about pills, for whatever reason, my brain just went to like to like in the 90s, Fen Fen, where it was like you take a pill, you lose weight and you're great. And then it's like, no, that that is a truly unnatural process. That's just not how it works. And granted, this is an over, oversimplification, but it's like ultimately the thing that all of these things when it comes to like weight, for example, it comes down to is eat well, exercise, drink a lot of water, sleep well, you know, that there are. And but that's not none of that is easy. That's not a thing where it's like you blink and then it's done. It takes work. All this shit takes work and it sucks. But it's also the reality, unfortunately. Ugh, I'm exhausted just thinking about it. Who are you telling? Just two people showing their asses. 
staring into the middle <laughs> distance. Ass is out, energy down. I tell you what. <laughs> uh, I guess this is a good time as as any to ask. How are you? <laughs> oh boy. I mean, it changes. It changes moment to moment. I agreed. I am like very grateful that I don't have COVID. I, you know, I don't know. I feel like the. <laughs> I feel like the. Uh, politically correct answer is to be so grateful for all the like terrible things I'm not experiencing but honestly like I don't know I'm stressed it sucks I'm not enjoying this time but to be honest I wasn't really enjoying 2020 before March so you know I think I think as with everyone like you have the pandemic and then whatever your underlying circumstances are you have to like mix it up in the in this like stew of pandemic plus your experiences and they really fucking affect each other <laughs> you know yeah no joke it's almost like that that this thing is so bad and just psychically traumatic and all of these things that you almost forget that like yeah shit wasn't good before this like we forget that you know it's like it's easy to just focus on this very big bad obvious frightening thing but like I wasn't having a good time in January to be honest. <laughs> well, I did see like like right around I guess it was probably at the very beginning like March people would I'd see people tweet stuff like, "Oh man, this is like especially hard for me because I was like doing so well and I'd gotten this thing and my my life was so successful and then this hit and I'm like, "Okay, you were actually in the best position for like something <laughs> terrible to happen." Like yeah. what you're describing is like, "Yeah, none of us wanted this, but you like are Sounds like you're pretty set up. Like, that's great. Um, yeah, it's like saying, also... like, my butler's sick, frown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I saw people posting those, like, it was, like, the pictures of, like, what they looked like each month. And, and it was, like, January, happy, February, happy, March. And then everyone, like, gets sadder and sadder. And I'm, like, I just don't know that everyone was doing so great. At the beginning of the, I mean, maybe, maybe they really were. Maybe I'm just in denial, but it made, it did make me laugh. I wonder like what the sort of like psychological fallout will be when things do, at least if it's not back to normal, if they, if we get to a point where like, you can't sort of blame the pandemic on everything. I wonder if there'll be sort of this big depression for a lot of people who are like, oh, right. I guess there's a bunch of other things that, that I have to work on. (laughs) I know exactly what you mean. Like, I do wonder that too, of like, I don't. I'm going to say this anyway. When can we stop using COVID as a crutch? I don't know if that makes any sense. But I mean, like, psychologically speaking, to your point of it's like, well, I can't work on this thing because of COVID, whether that's be like self-improvement or something. But I don't really know what I'm saying, but it feels right to me. And I don't know what to do with that. No, I know what you mean. I feel like I'll see people sort of every like, like someone will get the wrong coffee order and they're like, 2020 hits again. And you're like, this <laughs> yeah, is yeah. not a 2020 problem. Like, you're <laughs> just. My cholesterol is high, 2020. Like, no, that's a long term problem. Right. Like, remember before 2020 when nothing bad ever happened and there was no such <laughs> thing as just random bad luck and like the world was perfect? I'm like, hmm. <laughs> okay. That is not the perspective you should be getting from this. It's not that, fuck, everything was great before, but 2020, you know. I mean, that feels like such a narcissistic perspective to be like, 2020 is the worst because it's affecting me the most and it's not allowing me to go see tenants in the theater or something. Just like, yeah, you know, it's it's all been pretty bad, honestly. I mean, I say that as an optimistic person, but like, shit was bad before this and it's going to be bad after this. Like, whatever after this means at that point, you know? Yeah, I mean, it is, yeah, it is interesting. I mean, you, so you say you're an optimist. Generally, yeah. Do you feel like, and I don't, I'm not someone who's like, 
I don't ever believe in the like everything happens for a reason. And so, you know, I'm so glad the pandemic hit so that blah, blah, blah. But yes, within the pandemic, that was, you know, unavoidable. Do you find that there's been like growth or gifts or like things that you personally are like, oh, this is actually something positive that's come out of it for me? That oh, that's a good question. I think that um, I don't know. I I think I do think that it's helped me with some priorities, probably, because you know you have like certain day to day things that are just kind of like taken away from you, or that are maybe supposed to be just because of the nature of this, and we shouldn't be like going out all the time or like going to bars or something. That it's helped me kind of realize certain things that I kind of like more than others, or the people you talk to, or the people you talk to, and. It's helped me get, get some perspective to a certain degree, but I'm hesitant to even say, like, good things from COVID because it all fucking sucks still. But I do think so. I mean, do you, do you think that for you at all or no? Um, yeah. I and, and I don't even mean, like, yeah. I mean, I know what you mean. I don't want to say, like, I'm so glad COVID happened because blank. Uh, yes. Um, at all. But I, but yeah, like I honestly would probably not have started drawing if it weren't for this time because I was so desperate just to have like a daily activity that, that like took up my brain space for a few hours because the the level of stress was so high at that point that I was like, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. And drawing took, you know, hours a day. So I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Actually. Because you go do, ahead, ask me. Okay, I don't have. By the way, I have. I say that as like I don't have any like questions right now or anything. But I was curious because first of all, I like genuinely I think they're great. It's, oh, thank you. Like both uh, the artistry, but also like it's one thing to like. Hey, I'm gonna dabble in in uh, cartoons or whatever the the proper terminology is. But it's another to have like a defined perspective, and I think you do. Thanks. And as I know that you've posted before about like this is a cartoon from when I was eight years old. Is that something you've always done? Yeah, I mean, well, not always. So I when I was little, I mean, I was just drawing all the time. I filled like pads and notebooks of paper so quickly. I mean, it was all I was doing. And in high school, you know, it's like I couldn't read my notes because they were covered in drawings of whatever, usually horses or naked people. That was like what I drew in high school. But horses or people showing their asses, typical. Asses out, horses out, (laughs) energy down. Um, But then I, I really hadn't drawn like in years and years and years and years. And then we did a, we did a wild horses show last December I guess and we had John Levenstein on and he was so sweet he brought us these like really high quality little art pens like these are like fine really fine what am I trying to say like the ink I don't know there you can make a thin line I don't know what I'm trying to say you can't beat a good pen like a great pen is just makes my heart sore for reasons I don't entirely understand oh I love office supplies like when I was a kid when I was in school all I wanted were those like little plastic boxes with like the compartments where you could put like your paper clips and your erasers like 100 um, percent same yeah but yeah he brought us these like he brought us each of these packs of pens as a little christmas gift and i started drawing with them at home in my sort of just like in my paper calendar like i would just sort of doodle while i was watching tv and then all this happened and i and then i saw someone post about something called the 100 day project where you really you just you literally just can do anything it doesn't yeah. matter at all every and the, the goal is just to do it every day you skip a day whatever you just pick up the next day 
And I was like, oh, I'll try this. I'll last a week. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. But I did it. I did 100 days. That's cool. I, I, I think something could be said for, especially just well, in general, but certainly like right now of having some like a routine or a purpose, something to work toward in a world where it's like, I don't know what more than ever seemingly or more. I'm just conscious of it. What tomorrow's going to bring. But to have to have like a carrot to chase that goes a long way for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think this was such a simple one, too, because I had no it wasn't like a career goal. It wasn't like when you're like, I'm going to write a pilot, I'm going to sell a pilot or like I'm going to get a job. You know, like yeah. there wasn't there really was no outcome. I was like, oh, whatever this we have time to kill here. So so this will be how I do it. And that was it. And so and which was good. I, I think it's actually what gave me the freedom to just draw whatever and like who cares because the whole point was just to be like, I'm posting something a day. That's it. Yeah, it's like as formal or informal as you want it to be. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, some of them, you know, some of them are just sketches of a monster and some of them are what like, you know, actual comics about something. But yeah, most yeah. of them are just, I just started drawing. Do you find yourself drawing anything in particular more than anything else? Just naturally? I always draw women's faces. Like if I'm, if I'm like on the phone or if I'm even just like picking up the, my notebook and like not really drawing an actual thing I plan to post, it's always women's faces. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm not here to psychoanalyze. I don't even know what that means. I guess I just say that's interesting. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I know. Hmm. Let me think about that. <laughs> I did. This is a, another, this is a random thing. But I did just talk to somebody yesterday who is in this very state, meaning actual like state, state, not state of being. But what do you love about? Yes. What do you love about Maine? Oh, gosh. I love everything about Maine. I I mean, I, I grew up going there. So it has that childhood nostalgia, which I think you sort of can't. I mean, you can never replace it. It, it, you yeah. know, everyone has their own childhood association and like, but, but Maine, when you get up there, it really feels like you are tucked away in this corner of the world that feels safe. Like you're in yeah, the woods, okay. there's the ocean, like it smells, you just smell pine needles and salt and chimneys and the houses are so old like I, it just it truly feels like you're just in an in like this secret sanctuary or something i love that i, I said this too on the episode that's going to come out soon but the word that always comes to mind when i think of maine for whatever reason is cozy and i've never been there but i guess in my brain i think like ocean and being warm and like tucked up and i guess lighthouses too and probably like <laughs> lobster fest because of the very effective marketing from Red Lobster. But I just think cozy. That's the word specifically. Yeah, it's very cozy. It, ha- it It's those like little New England cottages where my fa- one of my favorite things is like if you walk around like the the place we call is like on a it's like on a point of land essentially. So like there's houses both in the middle and then on the outskirts, which are rocks that then look out to sea and other islands. Mm-hmm. But if you walk around the point, many of the houses are so old that the insides are still that raw wood. So at night the lights are on and it has this like almost orange cozy glow. And so you can kind of walk around in this, like in these like really safe dark woods. Like even as a kid, I could like walk around at night there. Um, and you can kind of like look into these windows. What I'm saying is I just love to spy on people. <laughs> I'm a creep. 
Well, you know, I would say you're not a creep just because I like that too. So I don't want to designate myself a creep, I suppose. I mean, despite... it sounds like two creeps making each other feel better, but. <laughs> well, look, we all know I love Woody Allen, so. Well, listen, it... <laughs> and who doesn't? Uh, man, small time crook, uh, Hollywood ending. I think that's another one. I'm trying to think of. I Thankfully, I'm struggling to come up with Woody Allen titles. So that makes me feel better because clearly I'm not deeply invested in his future and he can go. Frankly, I've really yeah. put this. I've really put this in your head. I mean, I'm the one who brought <laughs> no. up Woody Allen, and now and now we're like <laughs> examining your relationship with him. <laughs> well, now I've got to like justify. Like, am I separated enough from that to feel okay about even a joking version of liking Woody Allen? And uh, you know what? And, and not no. a fan. Not, Sorry. No. <laughs> Sorry. I know you're trying to try to cancel me for liking Woody Allen when I run for office, but. <laughs> That will simply not occur. You'll probably cancel me for showing my ass. And for that, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just completely lost my train of thought, which I didn't really have anyway. What do you, this is to get more formal, but oh. what do you, uh, outside of like drawing, are, are there any other like day-to-day things or things you're trying to do to, I don't know if like give a purpose, but just uh, cope with all this shit? Uh, no. No? That's fair. I, I I think that they're, I mean, sure. Like, I, I'm i sure everyone on a day-to-day basis is, like, doing little things. Like, I'm feeding myself. I'm, like, I'm yeah. taking walks. Uh, you know, I'm in therapy, whatever. Like, all the things that, that healthy people do. But I don't have, I don't think I'm someone who makes, like, really healthy goals. Like, all right. This is a hard time, so how can I best use this time to both succeed and soothe myself? Like, I'm not that I wish I was that way, but I'm not healthy. at all. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. I just, like, I feel like I just have animal rain. Sometimes we're just like, pizza sounds good. I will have pizza. Without thinking about, like, well, I'm going to be miserable after I eat the pizza. But no, I simply want pizza, so I shall eat pizza. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes those are, like... Self-destruction could be really fun to give into because then you're like, ooh, I'm going to have to take care of myself after this because I'm going to hurt myself. (laughs) That'll be something to do too. (laughs) Look, I have to justify going to therapy. So I might as well eat pizza, be self-destructive, and then then we have something to talk about. Because I can't talk about saying you too when somebody says enjoy your movie anymore. Not anymore. I've got to find something. I've got to produce this sweet content. Um, what, What state are you from, by the way? I'm in Arkansas, but born in D.C. and then moved. So, uh, so I mean, more or less, for all intents and purposes, I'm from Arkansas. I've been here as long as I can remember. Are you in Little Rock, the capital? <laughs> I am. <laughs> Are you so impressed that I knew that? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. You have no reason. The only reason Arkansas is ever in the news is never for like, cured cancer it's always just the worst things that feed into all the understandable cliches that that people think about arkansas if they even think about arkansas i've maybe never met anyone who is from there now that i think about it i I don't think well you have yeah you have you've met matt besser right he's from arkansas yeah man i don't think i knew from little rock he is from he's from i i could have impressed him with my knowledge of state capitals (laughs) to the point where he has I think, I, I don't deem to be the expert on Matt Besser, but he, uh, his daughter, Sydney, is named after Razorback basketball player Sydney Moncrief. 
I mean, you might actually be the expert on Matt Besser. I had no idea. Well, look, I know two things. I know Woody Allen and I know Matt Besser. I'm a scholar on both of these things. Let's put those guys in one in one <laughs> container. I'm yeah, sure that's, Besser would yeah, love it. Yeah, that's yeah. deeply that's very fair to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to answer your question, I am in a suburb of a suburb of Little Rock. Okay. Which might make it sound like there are three people that live here, which is probably more correct than not. But yeah, I'm in sure. Were you in LA? Were you have you are you I guess what I'm asking is, were you living in LA and then you went back to Arkansas or are you just, you just live in Arkansas? I just live in Arkansas. I had no idea. I, for, for some reason, I, I definitely, obviously haven't listened to every episode, but I'm sure you've talked about this, but I don't know why I assumed you were like a UCB person of some sort who then like went home. I'll take that, honestly. Well, that's, I mean, don't take a, don't take a lie. Don't take a lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is my identity now. Former UCB oh person. Oh boy. <laughs> the uh, well, I mean, look, I, you have every, in terms of the amount of people in LA that I talk to, you have every right to think that I have either been there, lived there, or just you know have lived there. And I went there, I mean, on a trip when I was like fifteen or something. But uh, and maybe that firmly stamped my identity. And so, how did you end up as like? Because you do have a lot of UCP people on your podcast. Like, how did that start? You just reached out. Yeah, yeah. Wow. No, look like at you. Yeah, just uh I have a very I have a proprietary algorithm where I s- look at the Twitter account of somebody I'd like to talk to and see if they have open DMs. That's pretty much it. And then and then in- Instagram most everybody's is, so I just reach out and you know, pretty decent batting average for the amount of people that say yes relative to how many I ask. It's pretty wild, honestly. Yeah, I like the way the Instagram DMs are set up where like anyone can DM you, but they but it looks like you didn't read it unless you want to read it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not that I, not that that ever affects me because like random people aren't really reaching out to me, but it's good. I'm sure for the, the other people, especially when I don't blame anybody for like, not for me, just if I message them to ask them to be on, I don't blame anybody for not acknowledging it. Like I wouldn't want to be put in the position to be like, Hey stranger, no, I'm sorry. I don't want to do this. I don't, blame anybody for that so in that regard i'm sure it's pretty great yeah i mean i'm definitely not getting inundated but i i feel like i'll get enough sometimes people will be like will reach out just with a compliment or something or they'll say something nice um Mm -hmm. and sometimes with those i feel bad because i'm like oh that's a nice thing to say and also i don't know you and i don't want to open up a dialogue so (laughs) i'll just i'll just leave it (laughs) well yeah that's that is the tough thing and that kind of reminds me of like when I talk to people like yourself or, or others on here to remember that parasocial relationship factor of like, I know a lot about a person, but th- I am still a stranger to them. And so like any of the inside jokes that I've like heard on a podcast or something, but I'm not going to be like to Nick Wire, like, hey, you suck your dick lately. Like, no, Jesus. because like, can you imagine the amount of people that have probably said that to him? Well, that is, I mean, people quote improv back to like comedians in the comment section all the time and I can't even tell you the number of times I've been like I can't believe this guy said that and then I'll be like oh wait I think he was quoting me but like I would never remember it's so different for me to say something off the wall with people I know that he listened to than for him to like weirdly say it to me (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) I mean like why would yeah why would you remember that you know and so yeah to be like it feels like something I would say maybe that maybe that's what that is just trying to put the puzzle pieces together to figure out what is this random phrase that's being thrown at me by a stranger. 
Yeah, well, and it's even weirder when it's like they listen to something old. So I'll be like, do you think I, how, I don't remember making a joke about like breastfeeding my cat in 2013. <laughs> but now I need to go back and hear what I said. <laughs> You're right. But I did go through a phase about joking about that. So that could be. Yeah, Dude, I, I honestly did. I suddenly realized that there were all there's like a Reddit thread about how much I talked about sexualizing cats, and I was like, "Wow, what a weird <laughs> comedic phase to have gone through." I, what a weird way to discover that I've really grown as a person, I where I don't so. talk, I don't talk about that anymore. Yeah, yeah. Now it's all other kinds of animals, but not cats. <laughs> I've really shown growth. I just talk about marmots towards like that's what I've moved on to, and who's to say where I'll go next? Maybe dolphins. It's that's just the the duality and the that's the nuance of life, you know. That's that's the nuance exactly. <laughs> uh, well, that's as good a way to end this as any, honestly. <laughs> and on a, a nuanced note, um, great. Is there anything you want to point people toward before we wrap it up? Not really. I mean, you know, at girl with a tail on Instagram and Twitter, but that's about it. Worse for me. Thank you for being on. This was great. I love this. Oh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you all for listening. Please take care. Please wear a mask. Uh, lead with empathy, and goodbye.